Welcome back to Season 1 of Story Sodic, the Universe of Infinite Possibility. In the Universe of Infinite Possibility, anything can and will happen. These stories tell the tales of the worlds in this universe. Now join me in this week's story, New Management. Mike had been driving for what felt like days. His eyelids drooped, and he rested his face on his palm while slowly bringing the car to a stop behind a small queue of other cars. In front of him was a large, rusted gate. Above the gate, a banner read, Welcome to Hell, under new management. Mike slowly inched the car forward before stopping beside the toll booth. A heavy-set man wearing a guard uniform sat in the chair and looked into Mike's window signaling to roll down the window. Papers, please, mumbled the guard. Uh, Mike stammered. He was never really good at explaining complex situations. I actually don't have any papers. Um, Gabe sent me. Gabe, spat the guard. Yeah, um, like the angel? Gabriel? The guard rolled his eyes. He picked up his phone and quickly punched in a few numbers on the keypad. Hey, it's Phil. Yeah, front gate. Got a guy here saying Gabe sent him. Nah, no papers. Mike gulped. Wasn't the afterlife supposed to be some kind of divine judgment? So far, he'd just been having to deal with the same bureaucratic nonsense that he did when he was on Earth. What was taking so long, anyway? Okay, said the guard, hanging up the phone. He says you're clear. Just take a right up here at the intersection and pull up to the house on the first left. He's inside. Great. And who am I supposed to be meeting? Before Mike could finish his sentence, the guard had closed his window and started to open the gate. Mike pulled forward and hesitantly drove down the dark road. Following the guard's directions, Mike took a right at the intersection and a left onto the first driveway. The address was 666 Gehenna Drive. Mike pulled the keys from the ignition got out of the car and locked the door. Do people steal cars in hell? Probably, he thought. Can't let any demons take it on a joyride, it's a rental. He stepped up to the stoop of the house and knocked on the door. Who is it? said a friendly voice from inside. Uh, Mike? Mike Gondorosa? Coming, said the voice. Not a moment later, the door opened. Mike was greeted by the smiling face of a man in his mid-forties wearing a black tailored suit. The man had a well-groomed beard and mustache down to his collarbones, and had his black hair spiked into two horns on his head. Welcome to hell, Mike. Under new management. The man stuck out his hand for a handshake. Um, thank you? Mike said, shaking his hand. But, uh, I'm actually not supposed to be here. Gabe sent me here to see if you had some of my missing paperwork? The man placed his hand on his chin and thought, Gondorosa, right? Yes, sir, Mr. Uh, Devil? The man laughed. <laughs> devil, you think I'm the devil? Well, yeah. Oh, oh, man, that's rich. I mean, you're right and wrong. Come on inside. The man held the door open. 
Mike stepped foot inside, and what he saw was a little unbelievable. The ranch-style home he had pulled up to outside housed a multi-floor office building on the interior. The floor was filled with cubicles, and a pretty woman with red eyes sat behind the reception desk. The man stepped up to the reception desk and pointed towards Mike. Cindy, this here is Mike Gondorosa. Have you seen any of his HOH paperwork? Sure, just came in this morning. I'll bring a copy to your office, smiled Cindy. Cindy, you're the best. Mike, right this way. The man led Mike into his office and closed the door behind him. So, Mike, how was the drive? said the man. It was... all right, said Mike. Oh, really? said the man, disappointed. I was kind of aiming for, like, the worst road trip of your life. Well, afterlife. Mike thought for a second. It was awful. I don't know why I said that it was all right. It was the worst drive I've been on. The man's eyes filled with glee, and a long, toothy smile filled his face. Oh, that's great to hear, Mike. Cindy knocked and slid a file under the door. The man picked it up and began perusing the documents. So, um... I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name, said Mike, nervously sweating. Listen, kid, said the man, I'm not a dick. I don't expect every mortal who comes into this place to instantly understand office politics, and whose name is whose and blah de blah 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 It's confusing, I get it. If calling me the devil makes it easier for you, feel free to call me the devil. Um, okay, said Mike. Are you sure? You probably couldn't even pronounce my real name anyway, said the devil, pulling papers from the file. So, look, Mike, I'm not gonna lie. Everything in your file makes you look clean as a whistle. Mike silently cheered. The sooner he could get out of here, the better. The devil flipped through the papers on his desk. I mean, you have a few minor infractions, a few missed prayers at dinner, a few stolen pencils in high school, but you've repented for all of that before you died. In my eyes, you don't belong here, and we could get you a one-way ticket to heaven. Mike's eyes lit up. Finally, this whole ordeal would be over with, and he could finally get to rest in peace. But, said the devil, his eyes narrowing, there is one small issue here. Oh? asked Mike. What's wrong? You did kinda lie to me as soon as you came into my office, Mike, the devil grinned. Sir, I can assure you I have been nothing but completely honest with you, pleaded Mike. Well, you haven't been. I asked you about the drive and you lied to me. Now, usually I wouldn't hold someone here over a little white lie, but you lied to the devil, Mike. If I just let that slide, I'm not going to get any respect around here. I'm the manager, and I have to make an example out of you. The last thing I need is mortals thinking I'm soft. You understand, right? Mike was on the verge of tears. How could he be condemned to an eternity in hell all over a stupid exchange of pleasantries? The devil looked Mike over and let out a sigh. Tell you what, he said, standing from his chair. I'll make you a deal. There is no reason for you to be here right now. You're a bright guy and your sheet is telling me you had a lot going on for you on earth. I'll send you back to the land of the living, but at a cost. Mike was skeptical. You want me to sell my soul? The devil laughed again. Ha ha! Oh, Mike, there's no way I would buy your little old soul. Mike's relief dripped off his face. Oh, that's great to hear. Then what exactly did you have in mind? I want to lease it. Ex excuse me? said Mike, confused. 
I want to lease your soul, explained the devil. Right now is a terrible time to be in the soul game. Most people's souls are corrupt beyond belief. If I bought your measly soul for a few more years on Earth, there's no way I'd get a return on the investment. Mike sat in his chair, shocked in disbelief. But isn't that your thing? You make deals with people and take their souls? New management, Mike. The last guy turned this place into hell in a handbasket, no pun intended. Why do you think they replaced him with me? I'm much more fiscally responsible. Did you know that as soon as you take a soul out of its body, it loses 15% of its value? 15%! Immediately! Leasing souls is a much wiser way to invest. Mike sat defeated in his chair. Well, what would this deal entail? The devil sat back and grinned. He leaned forward and rested his forearms on the desk. Thirty years. Weekdays you're on Earth, weekends you come to work in my office. You'd get your own cubicle and you'd be making cold calls to the living. Asking if they'd like to donate their soul to hell. That's all. And if I refuse? Oh, you wouldn't want to do that. The devil pulled the blinds open on his window. Outside was a volcano made of human flesh and filth. Fire spat out of the mouth and landed on the backs of human slaves working the mines below. Demons laughed as men and women were tortured mercilessly in cages. All right, I get it, said Mike, shutting his eyes. Good, said the devil as he closed the blinds. So we have a deal? Mike thought to himself for a moment. Well, what about when the 30 years are up and I die again? Would I come back to hell? I couldn't imagine that working weekends for the devil for 30 years would look good on my soul's resume. We can refinance later, explained the devil. It's really not a big deal, trust me. He stuck out his hairy arm. Mike was apprehensive. If he didn't accept, he'd be stuck in hell for all eternity. But on the other hand... Making a deal with the devil is one of the few things you really are not supposed to do, like, ever. He realized the devil had him over a barrel. Mike shook his hand. Fine, you've got a deal. Great! I'll have Cindy get started on your paperwork. You're really gonna like it here. Everyone gets along so well. There really isn't any drama. The devil opened the door to his office and started to leave before sticking his head back in. Oh, and Mike? Yeah? You know the devil's a liar, right? Thank you for listening to Story Sonic, an episodic storytelling podcast focused on exploratory world building through character growth. This story was written by Marcus Driscoll and narrated by me, Max Nolan Young. Special thanks to Angel Wing at Excel Music Publishing for the use of our theme song, The Nymphaeum Part 5. You can find new episodes of Story Sonic, Versus Extreme, and True Combo on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. We don't pay for any advertising, and word of mouth is the best way for our stories to reach new ears. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at StorySodic. That's Story, S-O-D-I-C. Thanks for exploring with us, and be safe out there. Brought to you by Dryer Sock Productions. Pop that pizza pie in the oven, baby. We're about to start a podcast.